are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Jaden Daniels. This week has been very crazy in terms of quarterback news. We talked about Jaden Daniels potentially leaving and now Spencer Rattler entering the transfer portal and now potentially ending up at ASU. Well, Jaden Daniels is for sure coming back for uh, his senior season at ASU. Could uh, Spencer Rattler still come here? Maybe, but at this point I would say it's probably not likely. So we're going to break that down. Uh, And then for the final segment of today, we're going to be talking about who you should be rooting for uh, in the Pac-12 championship, whether it's going to be Utah or Oregon, and the options of bowl games ASU has left to play. But thank you so much for making Locked on Sunnivals your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by Sonos, reinventing home and audio for today and tomorrow. The smart home sound system help the world listen better. Richie, let's get into it, my man. How are you feeling today? You you excited about more ASU basketball that we get to watch this weekend or a potential bowl game up and coming for ASU in the next couple of weeks? No, I'm just excited that my voice is pretty much back now and I'm feeling just about 100% ready to go. I am not looking forward to ASU basketball and I'm not looking forward to having a very long wait for another ASU football game. And even more so finding out what bowl game we're going to be in because there's still the opportunity for a really good bowl game or we go to the Sun Bowl again. The Sun Bowl. That was about all the excitement that they actually get at the stadium. So that's I'm just matching it on the pod here. But uh, before we dive into some of the the news on Jaden Daniels, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios and find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. Uh, you can also follow our Twitter page. It's going to be at LO underscore Sun Devils for the Locked on Sun Devils Twitter page. We also have content that comes out Monday through Friday. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe so you get that little notification for a new episode coming out each and every weekday. So, Richie, let's kind of start with uh, with the Jaden Daniels news. He sent out a, a video on Twitter, like 30-second clip, essentially just saying that he's coming back. We've talked a lot this week about Spencer Rattler potentially coming to the desert. And and even if he did, even if he did, that did not eliminate the possibility of Jaden Daniels still playing this season if Spencer had to sit out a a year. So I don't think our our 2022 outlook has changed very much. It's just 2022 and beyond, right? So thoughts on Jaden Daniels coming back for a senior season, does that give you the warm and fuzzies or it just kind of had to happen? Well, first things first, it is the least surprising news to come for the Arizona State Sun Devils this year. No, 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 no. He made a senior season. He made a video for it and everything. That that means it's it's news. It's it's big news. It's news, but it's not big news. That's for sure. We all could have gone to the NFL if you wanted. No, totally. Oh no, no. He could have gone to the XFL if you wanted. Stop! Stop trying to make Jaden Daniels happen. It's not going to happen. To the Canadian Football League if he wanted to. No. They don't even want him. Look, I love Jaden as much as the next guy, and I'll defend him till the day I die because I am, like, super aggressive when it comes to defending my quarterbacks. But, oh, my goodness, is he 
infuriating to watch. He's inconsistent and he's just taking this huge spiral downhill in his career trajectory from year one and a half to year three. But here's the thing is there's still time for him to turn around. There's still time for him to have a good senior season and there's hope, Connor. There's hope that he can finally turn into what we want him to be because he'll have another year with the very young receiving core that's in place. I mean, I, I feel like we need to give Jaden a little bit of grace because that receiving core underwhelming would be an understatement. <clears throat> Take away Ricky Pearsall, nothing, no help. LV Barkley would be receiving like wide receivers. Oh, I, I was, there's not, I, I'm just trying to make an argument here, but I, I understand where you're coming from. But I mean, it's not like Hodges was much better, but you, uh, LV Bunkley Shelton would be the next best guy. And he's really not anything special at this point in his Sun Devils career. But I I mean, Andre Johnson was a disappointment. Chad Johnson Jr. can't find his way on the field. Johnny Wilson disappeared for the second half of the season. It, It just, he needed time with these wide receivers because you think about it, his first year, he had an established guy with Brandon Ayuk. His second year, he had Frank Darby. This year, like, it just, there, there wasn't anything established there. So it, if we're going to be fair, we need to cut Jaden some slack because he was playing without any true number one receiver or even a number two receiver. Like, I love Pearsall, but it's not like he came into the year with that. He had to grow into that role. And, and, and Jaden was able to help he... him. It's kind of because he had to be, right? Like, do you feel comfortable with him as your, like, for sure number two wide receiver? Let's say you do have a stud one. Is he an okay two, in your opinion, at that point? Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm very much a Ricky Pearsall guy, but he he can't be your number one receiver. He just can't. Yep. It's, it's not – it's just not feasible, especially for a quarterback to take that next step as a passer. So, I, I am holding out this hope that Jaden Daniels turns in a Jake Plummer senior season, has a career year, leads Arizona State to the Rose Bowl, and just turns the corner in his career and goes from forgettable ASU quarterback to all-time favorite ASU quarterback. It just it feels like a storybook ending for a guy who came in with so much hype in his first year and a half because we're – at this point, I feel like it's fair to say year and a half because four year four four games in his second season doesn't feel like a season. So in his first year and a half, so promising. Twenty two touchdowns to three picks. He he was just on pace, Connor, to be one of the most productive and efficient, efficient. Asian quarterbacks. Yep. And and it just the the downward spiral that he took this year was so unprecedented. Like it felt like it just came out of nowhere. Like. No one could have predicted this. And it just, it, it, it feels like it's more than just in, in between the years with him. It felt like there were so many other factors, whether it was the young receivers, whether it was inconsistency in the passing game, whether it was the play calling or the offensive philosophy, whatever it was. And there was a lot it just added up to a very bad season for Jaden. No, c- couldn't agree more. Uh, you are right. We do need to cut Jaden a little bit of slack. I am curious how the offense. Because we give him a lot of help. 
I almost said rightfully so. Like he he has earned some of it for sure. But at the same time, when we talk about there not being a legit stud wide receiver, there is no Drake London in this receiving core. He can only do so much. So uh, going back to your point about people not being able to predict the the terrible year Jaden could have had, if you would have told me he didn't progress as a passer, I, I could buy that. I, I wouldn't like sit there before the season and think, oh, you're just crazy. Jaden Daniels is legit. Like I, I could totally see that because even through the first year and change, like, his arm wasn't exactly his calling card, so to speak. He It didn't seem like a weakness per se, uh, but this year it definitely seemed like it. And, and you're right, it could be the play calling from Zach Hill, could be the lack of, re- of receivers in the outside, number of factors contributing it for sure. But you're losing Rashad White and Chip Traynham, and you're most likely going to be slotting in Daniel Nagata and Tevin White. Uh, incoming freshman that's going to play running back for you. I'm curious if Zach Hill tries to get a little bit more pass heavy this upcoming season, but regardless of which route you choose, you have to have the horses to be able to go that route, right? If you don't bring any other wide receivers, that's kind of a moot point trying to give Jaden Daniels more passing attempts. If, if you can still run the ball effectively, right? Cause you still have to include Jaden Daniels legs in that factor. I, I think you and I are of a very similar opinion that Daniel Nagata is going to be a stud. He's going to fill in pretty well. Uh, I, I think it's going to be very hard to replace Rashad White just straight up. I, I think Chip Traynham, his promising future hurts a little bit more, but this year obviously did not go the way that he planned. So you, you may not miss Chip as much as you think you could. Rashad White, for sure, being the the absolute core of the Sun Devils offense in 2021, that you're going to miss, and Zach Hill's going to have to calculate for that. Could that be putting a little bit more on Jaden Daniels' passing ability? Maybe. It, it absolutely could be, but you have to get Jaden some help as well. I, I, I think part of it is still definitely between the ears. A uh, lot of, I don't want to say just dumb penalty like throws because everyone kind of makes dumb throws, but at the end of the day, there, there was plenty of opportunities where it's like, Jaden, like, what was that? You missed a guy wide open or you threw behind him, which caused the pick. So uh, for, for Jaden Daniels to take that spiral that he did, I, I definitely didn't see that coming. We'll, we'll see where it goes in the next season or so uh, he, he's only got one more year here. I ideally, he does take that storybook ending. If I'm a betting man, because that's so difficult to just say it's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. And I understand that that's so negative right now. And it's not even 2022 yet. There's a lot that could happen. We might get a, a transfer wide receiver that can come in here and really help Jaden turn things around. But as of now, my, my 2022 opinion on him is pretty bleak. You're totally right. It's really not news. It's kind of a, it's something we expected to happen for sure. So I, I'm a huge Jaden Daniels stand. I, I don't think you can, you can talk to a Sunnivals fan who doesn't like him as a person. He's done nothing to, to earn that from the fan base. So if anybody doesn't like him for who he is, that's totally, totally misjudging him. But for the player he is in the field, unfortunately, he's given a very forgettable two years. And ideally in his last season, he can turn that around. So uh, with that, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Spencer Rattler. So again, it, it doesn't seem like he is going to be coming here. What a very quick t- 24 to 48 hours uh, of roller coaster emotions for us. But stick with us. We'll be talking about that next in the podcast. You're listening to the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues and march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. 
Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to the second segment of the Lockdown Sunnables podcast. Uh, again, thank you for making us your first listen today. We are free and available on all platforms. Richie, we spent the first segment talking about Jaden Daniels making his return for the 2022 season. It, it seems less likely from what we're seeing on, from some sources on Twitter. ASU may not be as likely as we thought to be the, the destination for Spencer Rattler. Does that, I, I, how should I ask this? Even if he wasn't going to play next season, like does that discourage you from 2023 and beyond? Is it surprising that he may not be coming here, even though we saw some reports kind of conflicting with that just earlier this week? So I, I think the biggest thing to take into account here is I feel like this is a done sealed deal. He's not coming here because otherwise, why would Jaden put out a video that he is returning for 2022. Cause I feel like if Rattler yeah. was coming here, he would have immediately announced that he was transferring to a different program. So I feel like we can put that to bed. I feel like Jaden, Jaden saying he's coming back and Rattler um, all but confirming he's not coming to Arizona state should, should just put a bow on it, put it under the tree and forget about it. But this, this isn't necessarily discouraging it, it in one sense, Connor, like, is it disappointing? Sure, of course, because Spencer Rattler is definitely the better quarterback and the be- gives you the better opportunity to win games, probably. But the other thing to take into account, like we had mentioned, is you would have to completely change your offensive philosophy. You would have to go from a run-heavy, run-first team to almost an exclusive spread offense that passes the ball on first, second, third, and fourth down with running as like back-of-the-mind kind of option. That, that's a complete 180 on the offense that you're currently running. So in one sense, it is nice that you don't have to worry about it. In another sense, it is, it is disappointing because Spencer Rattler is such a high-profile name, and you got to think that the university also would have liked to have had him come here because Spencer Rattler's name alone puts butts in the seats. Take yep. into account that he is an Arizona high school legend. That brings even more attention to Arizona State. You had to think that the university would have loved that because me and you went to a game this year and how pathetic was the showing by the, by the stands. And it just, it felt like half the stadium was empty and a good quarter of what was there was Wazoo fans. And it just, it was frustrating. It was really upsetting to watch. And myself as an alumni, I was disappointed that the showing was so terrible. Like it was embarrassing. The, the lack of spirit, that was on the field because even just a few short years ago when I was in the student section, it was amazing to be a part of that. And it looking at the student section this year, it was, it felt like half of it was empty. It was just really disappointing to, to put it, to put it kindly. But the, the biggest thing here is bringing it back to Spencer Rattler is it, it stinks because you had this opportunity like, the the hot the hottest girl on the cheerleading team it seemed like you had a shot with her and it turns out that she's not interested in you and 
she's really just going to go up, end up with the jock quarterback like everyone predicted. You know, Spencer Rattler is going to end up going to a team in the SEC probably. He'll probably end up in like a Mississippi State where he can play with a Mike Leach and an air raid offense in the SEC where he can make a big name for himself. Or, uh, dude, imagine if he really stuck it to to uh, like the Pac-12 and Lincoln Riley and he goes to Oregon. <laughs> that would be funny. But there, there's all sorts of different possibilities that are a lot better for Spencer Rattler's brand than it was to go to Arizona State. It felt like a pipe dream, and it turns out it was, plain and simple. Yeah, let's not forget he was the cheerleader that got dumped, too. So uh, a dumped cheerleader potentially does not want you. So it uh, makes you yeah, feel var- all- varsity, varsity quarterback dumped her. So she, she's going for uh, – She's going for, you know, he goes to a different school. You wouldn't know him. For, for, uh, <laughs> for us to talk about wanting Spencer Rattler here, he's – I don't want to say he's not talented because that's not true at all. But the name Spencer Rattler brings more hype, I think, than it does actual productivity on the field as of now. If do, we, the- do, we, do we sound like the jealous girlfriend oh, 100%. That, didn't, that didn't get what she wanted, so now we're playing it off like – it wasn't a big deal to us. Is that what well, we're Spen- doing right Spencer now? Well, Spencer Rattler's kind of fat anyways. I yeah, well, I I didn't, we didn't want him anyways because. Ooh. No, no, yeah, no. Like, like <laughs> I, I understand, like, depending on which podcast you're listening to, like, we could have a different tone about him. Like, no mistakes about it. Would Spencer Rattler be coming here be exciting for a plethora of reasons? Absolutely. As you had mentioned, he's from Arizona. Uh, I, I We both agree he's a better quarterback than Jaden Daniels even though he's not had the season, which could have put him as the number one overall pick and actually <laughs> dropped him in the complete opposite direction. I, I think it still would have been nice to have that caliber of a talent in the building. So, but even if he did land him, that does not win you the Pac-12 South. It does not win you the Pac-12 as a whole. It just would have been a nice opportunity and maybe a, a good way for ASU to kind of forget about some of the other woes they've got going on right now. So you and I have even talked off the podcast, just as you were mentioning, him coming to ASU didn't necessarily fit maybe what he likes to do on the football field. So it didn't, it didn't make sense necessarily from like maybe a, a scheme standpoint. We don't want the personnel maybe to, to run the offense that he would be best running. Uh, Mississippi State is probably the, the best place for him to go with Mike Leach. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. He, he's going to, uh, I'm sure, a big school where he's going to start right away. So barring him having to sit out for this upcoming season. So real quick, just, just on the topic of where he could transfer, this is another one that'd be really fun. Stay in Mississippi, but go to Old Miss and play with Lane Kiffin. Yeah, definitely. That, definitely, definitely. that would be a trip. Uh, I, I'm sure they, they've, uh, I shouldn't say upgraded, but since they had DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Elijah Moore, I'm sure they've had a couple other stud wide receivers come in there too. So I'm pretty sure they have a couple right now. I just don't know Old Miss football off the back of my hand. Sure. Well, we're supposed to know locked on Son of Us. That's, that's all that matters. But overall, we pretend we do. We pretend we do five days a week. But anyways, uh, I think overall opinions on Spencer Rattler not coming here. Disappointed, definitely. I, I think it would have been nice to have somebody like that in the building. Uh, does that alter the course of this school? Probably not, right? He would have been here for, for one year and, and that was it. So uh, could he have maybe have helped you get some other recruits while he was here? Maybe, but overall, it probably didn't affect your long-term outlook that much. But uh, it was fun while it lasted, right? 
the, the Spencer Rattler to ASU story kind of felt like that uh, Simpsons gif of uh, grandpa walking in the bar and like immediately walks back out like, uh, hey, it could happen. And then people were, were like, it's not going to happen. And that was it. So very short lived flash in the pan. But we wish him the, the best of luck, which whatever school he goes to, unless it is Oregon. Uh, but I, I think we can also safely bet it's probably not going to be UFC uh, going back to the coach who benched him. So uh, with that, let's move on to the last segment of our podcast. There is a Pac-12 championship coming up. It's going to be Utah versus Oregon. Should you, as a Sunday fan, have a dog in this fight? And what are the options for bowl games for ASU? You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. If you don't know the best protein bar around, you haven't been listening to our podcast and you've clearly been trying maybe some off-brand that just is not doing it for you. But Built Bar is going to be that bar for you. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. They're filled with so many delicious and holiday goodies, rich and decadent flavors covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein, which is obviously super important. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Speaking of their flavors, you're going to have a hard time choosing. They have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those small doors and battle the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in the endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight over it and things can get out of hand quickly. Are you friends with Santa? We'll tell you what, Santa will, will uh, throw in a few Built Bars in their stockings just for you and your family. So with so many favors to choose from, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a little bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Just be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Here's the deal. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 50% off your order. Again, use that promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're back for the third and final segment of this Locked On Sun Devils podcast, uh, Friday edition. Now we're going to be talking about the Pac-12 uh, championship game between Utah and Oregon. We had played Utah earlier this year in a very disappointing loss uh, at Utah. Oregon, we did not get a chance to play this year. I think, depending on which win we were coming off of, probably UCLA specifically, uh, we were probably those ASU fans holding up saying, we want, uh, we want Oregon. And now if we were to play them, I think we get absolutely throttled. So, But two teams that maybe aren't ASU's rival, so to speak. But Richie, if you have an opinion, are you cheering for one of these schools in the game? Look, I, I'd be happy with either team winning. Like, I have no ill will towards Oregon or Utah, but let's be honest, Connor. I think all of us are secretly cheering for Utah for a multitude of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons has to be that football player who passed away not that not that long ago. I want I want to say, oh, I'm – I'm going to Google it so I don't mess it so up. So it was actually, it was, it was two, I'm pretty sure. I, I think it was, so one this year, which I think was October, and then one the previous season as well, if I'm not mistaken. Aaron Lowe is the one I was thinking of. Which was, I think, the more recent one. Yes, he passed away in September. Okay. And then September, there was another one too. I just, I feel bad. I don't remember his name. Sure. But 
but it'd be, it'd be so cool to see that storyline come to fruition and see that he, he his team up, uplifted his spirit and uplifted the team and the school and every, everything about it and won these games for him and went to a Rose Bowl for him. And heck, maybe they win the Rose Bowl for him. Like that would just be the coolest story in the whole world. And we get to celebrate because it's a Pac-12 team that we have. Like I said, we have no ill will towards Utah. Like, yeah, I hate them once a week for uh, 53 weeks out of the year. I hate them once a week. And I don't even hate them. I just want them to lose. Like, is that I year have so much year? respect for that. <laughs> um, no, that, that one year is not a leap year. Did I say 53? I'm at 52. <laughs> I just, it, that's uh, context. Context. Otherwise, people are just assuming it's a leap year. You, you still have the math, right? Potentially. Well, yeah, just, I'm, I'm right a quarter of the time, but <laughs> yeah, so there you go. But um, what, what was I saying? Like, it just, there's such a mutual respect for that program. It's not like with U of A where I just, I hate everything about that school, but with Utah, like I enjoy them. I, I find myself cheering for them every week. And there's just more reason this year to cheer for them because I want to see them succeed I would love to see them go and win a Rose Bowl. I would love to see them represent the Pac-12. And if if you truly ask me, I'm rooting for Utah more than anything in the world. Like, I, I want to see them win it all. I really would. I truly would. I don't hate Oregon at all. In fact, I often find myself cheering for Oregon more often than not. But there's there's feelings tied to Utah this year. I want to see Utah win. So you started off by saying secretly cheering for Utah. I would say for me, it's not a secret at all. If anybody asked me, I would definitely be cheering for Utah. Same thing. I, I do not dislike Oregon one bit. Uh, but I, I, there's a lot of players who have come to the NFL from Oregon. I'm big, big fan. Uh, how can you not love their jerseys? They're not U of A. All those very important factors. A um, couple things here. One, you'd be talking about Utah as kind of that underdog and i understand like utah beat oregon already this season so it almost feels odd to call them an underdog but oregon just feels like the big brother of the pac-12 in general right now like it's generally oregon and kind of everybody else um so for that reason would also be great for for utah to come away with this victory and again like i don't want either of these teams just to go to their specific uh bowl game which I think we were talking about before the podcast. I think the loser of the game goes to the Alamo Bowl. But if the winner goes to that Rose Bowl, we want either team to win, regardless of who they're playing against. Like, we want that Pac-12 representation. So, but the second reason I would rather Utah win, and it kind of, it, it happens in a lot of sports as well. I, I want the team that we lost to, right? Because we didn't play Oregon. We lost to Utah. I would like the team that we personally lost to to be able to win it all. So we can say, well, we didn't win the Pac-12 South, but we were a sec- essentially second behind the uh, division champs who ended up winning the Rose Bowl, right? And that's totally, totally just a moral victory thing. At the end of the day, like nobody else in the world cares about it, but at least it gives the Pac-12 South a little bit more respect as well. Uh, if Oregon were to win this game, would not lose any sleep over it. Um, at the end of the day, like giving the Pac-12 South the most representation or at least the most views it's got to be Oregon, right? For other people on the East Coast that maybe don't care about the Pac-12 as a whole, I, I think they're more likely to tune into the game if it's Oregon versus whoever else they're playing compared to a, a Utah. But that being said, it, it wouldn't stop me from cheering for Utah in this game. 
So with that, let's let's talk about some other bowl games potentially for ASU. So loser of the Pac-12 championship game goes to the Alamo Bowl. And then from there, from what I'm understanding, it's the Vegas Bowl's next selection. So they're going to choose either ASU at eight and four or UCLA at eight and four. Um, I know you and I, I think we're, we saw the same tweet, but it, it sounded like the Holiday Bowl had some representatives at the game for ASU versus U of A. I, I'm sure they also had representatives, at least one, at the UCLA game. So I, I don't think that is a, a anything to read into as we have an advantage for the Holiday Bowl. But it, it sounds like Las Vegas Bowl gets their first pick, which ASU fans could be cheering more for that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is the Las Vegas Bowl brand new? Because I don't think I've heard of that one before. The Vegas Bowl is fairly new within the last okay. 10 years, maybe even the last five years. It is, it is a pretty new bowl game. Okay. So I, I think geographically, ASU fans might want to go there just because if you are planning on going to that bowl game, uh, it, it's just a, a short drive there. I, I guess I don't know where the Holiday Bowl is off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's probably not closer than the, the three and a half, four hour drive to Vegas. So, but after that, then the Holiday Bowl will get the second selection. Uh, which as of right now, depending on which which expert site that you're looking at or, or expert predictions, I have seen ASU in the Vegas Bowl and the Holiday Bowl a ton. So it's kind of anyone's guess at this point, but we're going to get one of those two for sure. Now, some of the opponents that I've seen generally seem to be either Wake Forest, uh, Wisconsin, or uh, the third one was... Uh, Richie, help me out here. We were talking about this before the podcast. Wisconsin, Wake Forest, and, and Penn State. Penn State. That was it. So yes, one, and one real, of those... real quick, real quick, I, I looked it up. It is actually the Holiday Bowl is at Petco Park in San Diego. Okay. So, I mean, driving distance is further than Vegas, but, like, who doesn't want to get away for a quick weekend in San Diego while they're watching ASU football, too? So definitely now, not a bad I can tell you that if it's in Vegas, there is, like, an 80% chance that I will go. Especially if friend of the pod, uh, Donnie Druin, ends up going, I would tag along with him. Yeah. So thoughts on those uh, opponents? I, I mean, I believe at, at the moment Wake Forest is ranked, but even the other two teams, Penn State and uh, Wisconsin, um, are also receiving votes for top 25 right now. So you're more than likely going to be playing a team that you're going to be the underdog in. Connor, all three of those teams are extreme quality football teams that would give ASU fits. And I am here for a good football game. Penn state just tough as nails. They always have been Sean Clifford. Say what you want about him. He is a good college quarterback. They got pieces on that defense as always. Wisconsin has is a uh, Braylon Braylon Williams. No, that's not it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up, but they, They've got another stud running back who is breaking on all sorts. Braylon Allen. They've got Braylon Allen, who is breaking records again for Wisconsin. Just the next dominant running back in line for them. Just like Penn State, they got a nasty. <clears throat> my goodness, there goes my voice like a 13-year-old boy. Uh, they, they got a nasty, nasty defense. And then Wake Forest, truth be told, I don't know a lot about them, but I do know they were undefeated and ranked number 10 going into last week before they got upset wake forest could end up winning the acc so they're legit they're a really good football team wisconsin is a really good football team penn state is a really good football team all three of them would be marquee matchups for arizona state and if arizona state beat either one of those three teams that is huge 
for recruiting. That is huge for transfer students. That's huge for the program to take down three teams that by the time ASU plays them could all be ranked. They're all quality, quality teams, Connor. These would all be huge gets for Arizona State, especially if you got to take them on in the Holiday Bowl. That'd be huge. It'd be friggin' huge. Right. Now, now before we, we head out of here for uh, the, the Friday edition of the pod, um, you touched on how big this game would be for ASU. In terms of recruiting, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, right now, ASU is kind of looking an opportunity in the face for uh, what, what is their program? Like, what's their perception around the rest of the country, right? If they go into this game and they get blown out by a quality team, uh, again, I, I've talked about it. We've talked about it for weeks. Like, they have quality starters leaving on both sides of the ball that may not be that easy to replace. Uh, an incoming penalty uh, for the uh, the NCAA, uh, the, the sanction violations that they had. Um, <laughs> if they can go beat one of these quality teams, just like you're saying, I think that would give some uh, – potential players on their roster thinking about transferring or potential players kicking between ASU uh, a little bit more confidence. Because if you go into one of these games and you get blown out, you're kind of signaling to, to somebody else that like you're, you're waving the white flag, right? And it may not get better going into next season. So what? why should I come play at ASU? Uh, yes, you can guarantee me a, a spot on the starting roster. That's great. Why would I, why would I want to come to a school where they're going to win six, seven, maybe eight football games if I have a better opportunity elsewhere? So couldn't agree more. They have a huge opportunity in front of them. Does guaranteeing this game, is that going to get them a bunch of five-star recruits? No, but it, it's certainly not going to hurt your program. If you do lose this game, you have so much more to lose uh, than you have to gain, in my personal opinion. So with that, uh, we're going to close down for our Friday edition of the Locked On Sunnivals podcast. Again, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. You can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios, and you can find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have a Twitter page for the Lockdown Sun Devils. That's going to be at LO underscore Sun Devils. And we have content that comes out Monday through Friday. Uh, make sure to subscribe and, and get a notification for all of our podcasts that come out. Uh, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Make sure to come back on Monday. We'll be breaking down the ASU loss. I mean, the game. Uh, against Oregon for their basketball team coming up on Sunday. Uh, and then we'll be also talking about some more football content as well. Now make your second listen of the day, Lockdown Bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You keep it locked on here with the Locked on Sun Devils podcast.